Welcome to Brightly You Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry so you can shine your brightest. Each episode, we share soul-driven advice and topics to help you live more brightly in mind, body, and spirit. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and passions, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself inch by inch. I lost my place, and then I stumbled over my words. I didn't notice. <laughs> Hi, Amy. <laughs> Hi, Tracy. Um, I was too busy thinking about how, do you remember whenever we used to record more than one episode in a day, we'd change clothes and hairstyles and accessorize. <laughs> I'm so much more chill. I was just like, oh, maybe I should lean forward. So the logo on my shirt isn't in view as though we have massive YouTube viewers who are <laughs> judging us right now. And we're not an audio podcast. <laughs> as if I don't forget from week to week what someone else is right? wearing. I also follow someone who's a tarot reader. And I think all he has are these black shirts and he just wears the same black shirt every Oh, video. oh, we should have a uniform. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Is a uniform more or less chill than dressing up? Like I, I used to put together outfits. So I feel like it's, I don't know if it's less or more chill, but it's easier. Very. Yeah. I just, I like easy. I like easy too. <laughs> I, I, I do like easy. So, um, last time we were talking about like, I loved your term, a quiet tower moment. So sort of like these little tower moments or a quiet tower moment, or these tower moments that seem to be happening around you, but not necessarily your own. And today I just kind of wanted to talk more about our own tower moments and this is a little bit different than what you were talking about. Um, this is more like how to get back to calm or how to find calm. I guess in a way it was a little bit what we talked about, sort of that stillness. You were definitely leading me to be a much calmer about my <laughs> non-situation. So yeah, let's go there. I need more, I need, I need more mentoring on this. Yeah. Oh, so, and I think that that stillness could help all of us. Um, so let's just, let's just dive in like for just like little tiny things that are sort of like, like every day, like if something just kind of goes wrong, a little thing, how do you find calm in just an everyday kind of calm? You know, I think because I have lived in chaos so much before mm -hmm. that, um, that it's actually been, uh, a lot of anticipation and forethought and preparation beforehand so that when those moments come, it's not about whether or not I have to find calm. It already exists because past Tracy did me a Ooh, solid. I like that. And in, now, in the, in the times when that hasn't been done, I think mm -hmm. the calmness is still there because past Tracy has gotten through it before. So today Tracy knows I can. So do you ever, so you don't need to use like tools or little things like EFT or, or, um, you know, uh, like 
yoga or any kind of somatic exercise or anything like that. It's just maybe that's my problem. Maybe I should. Uh, No, I think I just go there. I think the one tool, I I don't know if I would have called it a tool before you asked, um, but I can control my blood pressure. Um, it's something that much to my mother's chagrin, um, spy skill is what that is, right. And it's probably (laughs) where it started is I want to be ready to be a spy. Um, no. So my mom had some health events and like, she had some high blood pressure as a result of it. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, and no shame to anybody that does and whatnot, but, um, my stepdad and I, whenever we found ourselves in a store together with her and they have one of those blood pressure machines, we would compete to see who could get it the lowest or who could get it in a certain range. And like, I always take it as a challenge in the nurse's office. Uh, like how low can I go? (laughs) Which maybe, maybe isn't the the best place to do that in, in a health care environment. But I feel like that patience that you talk about is really, I just slow down that I physiologically, I recognize that that for me is a trigger for whether I'm feeling anxious or calm that if I control kind of my internal physiological response to something, my brain works pretty clear and I can stay pretty calm in a situation. And I think people, when they're in situations where there is chaos, um, I, I, when, when you think about it, like your cortisone shoots up and your heart rate shoots up, you know, all those adrenaline, yeah, yeah, your body's just having like all this go on. Like your brain is wired to have a certain response to that. So Mm -hmm. how could you stay calm? Cause your body's telling you to run away. Right. (laughs) And so I think my question was for, is for the listener who maybe is feeling the acceleration of the heart rate, of the blood pressure, of the adrenaline, and then how to just kind of reel that back in, right? Yeah. So like if so- something if something happens during the day or even, um, you know, I've been in a number of car accidents, thankfully single car accidents, but we live in Minnesota and I used to have a job where I would drive three times the national, you know, mileage. Uh, and so I found myself in situations where I'd skid out and like, the amount of times I've had police officers and tow truck drivers and other people come up and be like, wow, most people tend to roll their vehicles. And I was like, it's like time stopped. <laughs> like, like it's those things that people talk about. Maybe that is a little bit of adrenaline too, but like life just kind of slows down for me. And then I'm able to kind of process and and react and, and do that. And so I think I don't know, just breathing and and taking a second, like not immediately reacting, but instead like turning inward and recognizing I'm feeling anxious, Mm -hmm. chaotic, whatever you want to hectic, erratic. Yeah. I, that's so interesting that you go back to like the fact that you felt like maybe when you were growing up or something, you lived with a lot of chaos or, uh, or it's just happened in your life a lot, maybe not when you're growing up, but for whatever reason. So I feel like for me, there was some, again, that underlying chaos, but I feel like my mom sort of did a really good job of like, ha look over here, you know, <laughs> for the kids. Um, but I know that I am not to the point that you're at, even though when I'm I can be super patient. Like the last episode, we talked about how I just get still and I'm fine with being still. But if there is an emergency or something's blown up or, and I don't mean blown up literally, I just mean like 
And I'm not talking about like a huge tower moment, but just some things going wrong and off schedule and now you're late or whatever. I feel that if for me, there are certain things that I can do that can right away sort of get me out of that chaos loop. Oh, like what? It's yeah. So, so it's a lot of it is sort of physical things, right? So a lot of it is like, I love EFT. Um, emotional oh, is that freedom emotional tapping? freedom technique? Tapping? Yes. Yes. And so, and sometimes you don't even have to go through the whole routine. My niece, she, um, through marriage, she'll just do, and not even both. Cause typically it's both here. If she's having like a distressing conversation, She'll just be like this the entire time while she's talking. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what an awareness though, to know that not only you need it, but that it helps. So. Yes. And so she has discovered it. It helps. So now sort of in the same aspect that you talked about, typically every morning I do tapping. So it's almost like filling the well of calm mm. before anything can happen. But also I feel like just like my morning time. So I feel like also like my filling the well, right? So it's sort of like before there's chaos, yeah. I've got my morning time. I've got meditation. I do gratitude, things like that. So that I'm better prepared. I'm, I'm at that. My starting line is lower than, you know, right. It seems like preparation is kind of key for both of us. No, I love that you pointed out that we do. We just have different places where it kind of comes from. So Mm -hmm. for me, I thrive in chaos and like, not even, uh, not necessarily bad chaos, but like high adrenaline situations. I've gone skydiving. I used to, my Barbies used to go bungee jumping. That was always a dream Mm -hmm. of mine, right? Like Mm -hmm. I like a little bit more fast paced, exciting things. I have a motorcycle license. I've gone rock, you know, not that, not that you need to, but like, whereas I talked about in the last episode where when life is calm and I find moments of stillness and I don't have moments of action that gives me anxiety. <laughs> and I feel That's like so I'm- funny. Yeah. Whereas yeah. The opposite. It kind of sounds like where you front load on that and you're very mindful of it. And, and you create these calm moments to kind of create like this piggy bank mm-hmm. of, of calm in you. Um, because you know, if chaos happens, you're going to, you're going to, yeah, you're not going to now. Be right. Here, full disclosure, I can thrive in chaos as well. And and I feel like I can thrive in chaos because also there was chaos. Mm -hmm. And so I understood and not maybe so much growing up, but more my young adult and young married life. There was a lot of chaos. I guess so life stages that create the chaos. And And I think it can get more resilient. Yes, it does. And so then there are times when I feel like it motivates me, the chaos can motivate me into action to then either find a solution or something like that. But some chaos is not solutionable. I'm pretty sure that's a word. (laughs) Solvable? (laughs) I like solutionable. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Solvable. Yeah, there's that. Or in the moment, you can't get to a solution because maybe you're not motivated by chaos and it shuts you down. Well, that's then when you need these sort of 
Um, I really like somatic exercises that get you back in your body, right? Because I think a lot of times chaos gets us out of the body and it's like this swirl. It's sort of like this big swirl all around us. And it's, it's important to just get your energy back in your body, get grounded. So whatever it is, if it's nature, if it's drinking a glass of water, literally it can be that easy. What were we going to say? So when we talk about chaos and like when we define Mm -hmm. chaos, it's not just like a tree fell on my house and I have to figure this out. It's not Mm -hmm. someone is chasing me. It's not a tornado just happened necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we live in such a, a go, go, go world that deadlines in itself and performance and work and expectations and just so many roles and responsibilities in our professional and personal lives that all the small moments feel like chaos. Cause I just, mm-hmm. when you're talking about like all this chaos around, I immediately flashed to a recent meeting I had at work, um, with, uh, six executives and myself. And I was just presenting our year end summaries. So it's a really easy meeting. They just need to listen so that <laughs> next month when we have a discussion on it, they can have a foundation, right? Like they just have to listen and ask me questions mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. can best prepare them. This year I surprised everybody and I created a brand new, very shiny template. Uh, it, it's beautiful. It has iconography. It has, it's much better than it was before. It's much more of an executive summary than it ever was. And it's very, pertinent information. Um, immediately every single one of them, instead of telling me what it was missing, you know, what, what they need to know, what was there and like maybe Mm -hmm. what was there and they didn't necessarily need to know in a two page document. Um, instead of just giving that high level, calm, patient, just, you know, really basic, um, feedback, they all jumped into problem solving. Every single one of them started telling me how I could design it. Well, you know, you can move this table over here and you could resize this over here. And maybe instead of doing this here and do this and this and this. And I just sat back, you know, part of me was just real irritated because I was like, this is literally what you pay me to do. Like, <laughs> I, like I heard feedback that you you need more information on this one topic. Okay, thank you. I will get that. I will, I will redesign this for you. And these six people who run our organization, who have much bigger things on their plate took about 10 minutes to just tackle the design of it because they are so used to their role is to problem solve. Their role is Mm -hmm. chaos. I try and make my one hour a month with them, like the most easy peasy lemon breezy time of their day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they still just can't take a breath. Like they're just still up in this place of go, go, go. And it's like, wow so many decisions that they have to make and they allow themselves to be in that chaos all the time. Like how exhausting that must be. And what would it look like if they delegated the chaos to me of this isn't right? Like this isn't what I need. Go fix it. Right. Can you delegate chaos? (laughs) So I think I feel like you could, but also just the fact that, wait, I lost it. There was something that popped up that you said, and then I lost it that, that, uh, mm, it doesn't matter. It's fine. (laughs) I think that a lot of times too, when I think about the work that I do, if I'm in the middle of a big project and there's many different aspects of it that need attention, that can feel like chaos as well. Mm -hmm. If I don't have a routine or I'm not organized, 
our houses around us can feel like chaos. So you can do all the tapping in the world when actually maybe what you need to do is also like tackle a drawer or tackle a closet or something like that. I think that um, a lot of times too, when big things, big surprising things happen out of nowhere, sometimes what we do for calm is actually unhealthy in the long run for Mm. us. And so um, I used to be a smoker. And uh, let me tell you, if there was chaos, I just had to light a cigarette. And that was my mini vacation. But here's the funny, it was how I sued. But but here's the funny thing with smoking is really what you're doing is you're focused. You're concentrating on one thing, right? Mm -hmm. Here's this cigarette. I'm going to light it. I'm going to take a really deep breath. I'm going to hold it in. And then I'm going to slowly let the air out because that's how you smoke, especially if it's something like, oh, I really need this. So if we just could emulate that without the cigarette. Well, I think a a lot of our initial responses to chaos um, is trying to re-grasp control in whatever way we can. So like a really common productive, not productive thing people tend to do is clean. So yeah. if you're in a situation where you've completely lost control or you're trying to regain it or you're trying to ignore something, um, a lot of people will just start cleaning. And usually it's something that like, like a deep cleaning of something that they've never cleaned before and probably would never think to clean again. <laughs> right. Like, like, I don't know, my mom using a toothbrush to get into some yeah. crevice in your garage that no yeah. one's ever going to see and, and won't impact you. And so I think a lot of the chaos and like where people find calm is where they can regain control. control. And, I, and I think why I am able to stay calm in a lot of situations is I've recognized that I don't have control and that's okay. Or I know what I do have control of, and I'm going to use that in the situation. Yeah. And I guess I would say if cleaning that thing or rearranging the furniture helps you feel like you're more in control and then you can turn that to that's fine. But if that's all you're doing and, and you think that's going to help, it's, it's not, or it's delaying what really needs to get done. Right. Like that's the hard thing with things that you self-soothe with is it serves a purpose. It absolutely serves a purpose. And in that moment is not the moment to try and teach yourself a more uh, productive and healthy way to self-soothe, right? Well, first it's, of all, you're not going to be able. To. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. when the chaos isn't happening, when you're not in the middle of a self-soothe, kind of like we were talking about at the start, like we prepare, like, how can you prepare? How can you think of things in advance? How can you help future you uh, be ready for the the little and big chaos that's inevitably is going to come across our plates? I feel like probably both of us have some pretty good routines down that we do, you know, just like we were talking about, like, for me, like, going out on the porch and doing my gratitude and doing this and that it's, it's a nice little routine that I have every morning, not to the, but also not to the point where if I don't do it, my day's wrecked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, cause then you're like, 
that's not good either. <laughs> but like, so, so for me, like, let's say like, like one of the things that I've done at, like I have a pet, I have a cat. And so one of the things I've done is I make sure whenever I leave the house, her water fountain is completely full. So that if I'm delayed for whatever reason, uh-huh. I'm not worried about my pet that she has an automatic feeder and she has plenty of water. Um, and then I have neighbors who know she exists and have a key. So I know like I got in an accident, a, a winter car accident, like three, four years ago. And I was stuck on the side of the road with like 400 other people for six hours. And I did not have to worry about taking care of my pet. Cause I had all my backups. I just yeah. had to worry about getting a new tire on my car. That, that's all I had to worry about in that moment. Yeah. Right. Um, I have a good enough relationship with my boss and we're really open and transparent with each other that when I get sick, he knows if I'm calling in the things that have to get done that day have been done right. That, or he's trusting that I'm not just blowing things off and I'm being irresponsible. Right. Like that's a way that I allow myself to heal and rest and recuperate. Like Mm -hmm. I had to have my gallbladder out with like 20 minutes notice. Um, (laughs) and this man had everything he needed to run our big monthly meeting because future Tracy didn't put it off to the last minute, right? Like there's little things we can do every day to help future us. I love that yours are more focused on like filling that uh, repository of stillness and calmness in you. And I'm very grounded and rooted in the practicality of the day-to-day life. And and what do I need to do? I'm grounded in the practicality of life, but in a different aspect, I'm grounded in that by making sure that I've watered my plants outside and that, you know, that, that kind of stuff is taken care of. Um, yeah, I think that we talk about front loading a lot here. And so I feel like you can front load your inner self and you can front load those things in your day-to-day life that would help future you as well take care of any kind of trauma or chaos or something like that. I mean, yeah, when you talked about your gallbladder, you had to have it out. I mean, it was, it was like, boom. And I was incredibly calm that whole time, wasn't I? (laughs) Like, just notified a few people and people were like, aren't you worried? And it was like, I had my family take me to an excellent hospital, one that I've been mm-hmm. there before, yeah. one that had my medical records. I, you know, everything's ready at home for me to roll yeah. in. You know, I had clean bedding, clean clothes, food in the fridge, right? Like I didn't have to worry about who's going to take care of me. Like, yeah, yeah. I think another thing that we tend to forget about is um, what chaos are we creating? What stress are we creating for ourselves? Because I think so often we're like, we're going to talk, it's the tower moment again, right? We're always like, this happened to me. Did it? (laughs) Did you actually do it? (laughs) Amy, stop holding that mirror up to me right now. I can't handle it. But I do think there are times that we create our own chaos, our own stress, and that's going to be even tougher to kind of, well, maybe it won't be tough to figure out, but if you're noticing a pattern, I would talk it out with a trusted person or with your journal or something. Oh, and this, this is where I get stuck in some of my own personal chaos loops or the tower moments that I'm worried is going to happen is I I tend to like reinforce those behaviors or create that chaos because I have reached the limit of what I know how to do. 
Oh, it's not necessarily that I know and I'm not doing it, though. That might be the case in some things. But like I've reached this position where I need growth. I need models. I need more education and understanding. You know, I need something outside of me, um, but I'm just so in the chaos of it. I haven't figured it out yet. And so So, then that cycle, those loops just continue. So for me, I always go to writing, right? I Mm -hmm. always, you know, I love to write it out. So what are you thinking about if you need those things, but you're stuck in that loop of it? What could you do? Like, how do you get out of that chaos loop? I think getting it out of your head. So whether writing, because I I have started that too at the um, push of a friend, I have an accountability partner. Um, and he tries to help me brainstorm solutions. I have you in this podcast. <laughs> I have hey, therapists. We've talked, we've talked uh, about that a lot. Right? If you want to grow, start a podcast. Um, and, and I have Google, right? So I think that self-awareness piece, right? So you have to do that inner analysis. And again, probably waiting when you're not in the chaotic moment, right? Like, oh, I have a new project, a new thing. Um, so one of the things we can add to that business of being you yeah. um, is after chaos happens, big or little, do a lessons learned. <gasps> yes. I love um, so some places, um, so like the military tends to call them hot washes. They're also, um, a profession that might be like an after action review, but it's, um, typically like a lessons learned, um, uh, is, is kind of a meeting or an, uh, an event where everybody gets together, uh, and they like document objectively what happened, Mm -hmm. Um, what the root cause was. So if, do we know why it happened, Mm -hmm. uh, what we could have done better, (laughs) what we learned from it and what we're going to do next time and what we need to do to be prepared if it were to happen again. Ooh, oh, this makes me, I don't want to do it. So I need to. I'm having having some internal that that comb I talked about at the beginning is gone. I I know. Um, But yeah, do I feel like it's really easy. Like, let's say you overspend your your paycheck. I remember back when I was week to week on on my paycheck and this and that, and I'd have one week moment in a Target or grocery store or something Amazon or something like that, and then suddenly, God, I, I might be 20 bucks short for rent. And that might not seem like a 20 bucks might not seem like a lot of money, but when that's between you and your rent check, right. And like, yeah, that's a lot. Um, yes. And Especially if you bounce the check and then you get all the fees. And right. It's and just so this, there's, yeah. And then the, the tough part with, part with like that is instead of doing the lessons learned, I just went in a shame spiral because I know better. <gasps> I'm an adult who knows better, but also mm-hmm. I did not make a lot of money <laughs> and the, the situations I was in was bound to happen when you're oh, deciding yeah. between groceries, rent, gas, yes. and just being a human being and just having yeah. meat. Right. And so I think how I got out of that was not just like, I, I mean, any idiot could have told me to make more money. I was working three jobs. Like I knew that, right. Like making more money wasn't the problem. It was even once I made more money, your bills tend to grow with yes. your income. Right. Yes. Um, you know, you get a nicer job, you need a nicer car. I can't be rolling in in my $300 beater and I need a more reliable car. Right. Like, so little things like that. And so I started eventually I was able to look at my budget without fear, trepidation, guilt, judgment, shame, right? Like that's what changed how I approached the cyclical problem that was happening. I think anytime you can look at something, 
no matter what it is, something that you have looked at in the past with judgment, shame, fear, but now that you can look at with open eyes and, and do what we just said, like a lessons learned or figure out a different way of doing it. That is a good thing. It takes a lot to get to that point. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe we just think it takes a lot to get to that point. Well, I think so. One of the hardest things with getting typically when you do a lessons learned at a company, it's multiple people, it departments, is. Mm-hmm. divisions, lines of business, right? Yeah. Um, and you're usually talking about stuff that didn't go well, right? Like celebrate your successes. That is part of a, a of a quality lessons learned is documenting what went right. But what we have to do to really get people to genuinely and authentically take part in this is no one is allowed to finger point. No one is allowed to place blame. This all comes from a place of learning and growing. And if we can direct that to ourselves, no finger pointing, no blaming, but a point of learning and growing, I I just feel like that's life-changing. I I just, I remember a couple episodes ago when, when you said you learned this from me on the show, when we first started about how, um, you don't always have to be the best. You have to be your best. Yes. And I think part of that lessons learned process is acknowledging I did the best I could in that moment. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't my absolute best and I definitely wasn't the best, but in that moment, in that chaotic moment with everything going on, I did what I could do. And if I want to hold myself to a higher standard, I have to do the work to reflect and prepare for other things to happen. Cause a yeah. good lessons learned isn't just going to be applied to that one specific event happening again. Right. It's something that should be able to be applied just in general to your life and, and all these like exercises yeah. we've been doing all. Yeah. So I think that this is a really good thing for anyone to do, even considering. So, you know, I know we talk about front loading, but let's say that in the last two years, you've had a tower moment. Try and like try and do a lessons learned from that tower moment. I feel as if, or what led up to that tower moment, what led up to the chaos, to the looping. I think that if we can view our last big mistake or, or, you know, whatever, uh, misstep and actually do a lessons learned. It would be wonderful if you could do it with another person too, to maybe someone else who is involved in it. I think that probably, I feel like that happened with Rick and I after the whole overspending. Oh that yeah. We actually did. Like we got to the point where I could say, this is, this is that time where it's getting hard for me and I need to leave this situation. And he'd be like, absolutely, let's do it. Because we talked about like, Mm -hmm. what were the things that led up to me spending or overspending or whatever. Um, So it's really good if you can talk to somebody else, if you can be honest and talk to somebody else about it. Oh gosh, that'll, that's a huge benefit of the lessons learned is identifying what's going to be a future trigger for you. Like if you Mm. really walk through what this chaos was, if you had a tower moment, Mm -hmm. um, 
it's probably traumatic, even a tiny trauma, right? Like mm-hmm. even if it's, it's just like a little thing in your day, your body, we, we both talked about physiological responses to stress mm-hmm. at the start, right? Um, so you have to one, give yourself recovery time, right? Rest and recovery, but then also like understand you're going to carry this with you. Um, and that next time it happens, like, I think that's part of why I am able to stay calm is I've had enough of these that I'm able to trust myself, right? In the past episode, I said, my biggest struggle right now is just being able to trust the unknown Mm -hmm. and where I am calm is I know I'll be able to figure it out where I'm not calm is I don't want to do that to Tracy again. I don't want to go into the unknown and have something bad happen and her have to tread water and figure it out. I'd like to be preparing for her, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, when it comes to that stillness and trying to just like, just ride the wave and whatnot, like I I do trust that I can get through it. And so Mm -hmm. if, if you don't have that, I think that's what you start to build with is looking at repairing and rebuilding your relationship with yourself. Like where can you start showing up for yourself or you'll trust that you can get through the chaos? Yeah. I also feel like it's, it's very um, important to remember because you said it's hard to know what you'll be triggered by in the future. I mean, this is the whole reason why people with addictions have sponsors so that if they are triggered, they can call that person and that person can talk with them about it. So again, it would be great if you had someone you could talk to about certain situations. If all of a sudden something pops up again, where it's just like overwhelming or whatever. And I don't, I'm not necessarily talking about things that are addicting right now. I'm talking about just like, whether it's a remembering or another moment comes up and it feels like this moment. Um, Yeah. I love that. I love the lessons learned. I love just sort of once again, that self-reflection. Um boy, we sure, we talk about that a lot because it's so important. You have to know where you've been to be ready for where you're going. I don't know. Is that a quote? It is now. It is now. It is now. (laughs) I love that. I hope everyone listening got something out of this. Um, And if you did, we would love it if you'd share it with a friend. Um, And obviously, if you have time, give us some love on your preferred platform with a rate, review, and subscribe. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under The Brightly Podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.